Back for end to end, episode number 10, season two, TV Joe and Flags are back. The today's date is December 7th, 2019. Boys, we got a lot of content. We got a lot of violence in the NHL this past week. Flager, let's start with you. Let's uh, mention some of them. All right. Well, first of all, Evander Kane had a pretty dirty elbow on Radko Gudas earlier this week. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was, I don't know what Kane's thinking. He's had a history recently of doing some dirty things and some, some other things off ice. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was very dirty. He deserves to be suspended for it. I believe he only got fined. Yep, max fine. Kind of bullshit, I think. But what do you guys think about that? I don't know. This guy needs to get his head out of his ass. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all I'm going <laughs> to say about it. Like, he's been in so many of these situations. He's always so hot-headed. He plays on an edge, which is good. Like, he can hit. He'll fight anyone. He doesn't care, which is good if you're looking for a teammate like that. But he gets himself into so much trouble with the league with these yeah. stupid decisions that he does. And then, not to mention the gambling debt. <laughs> <laughs> That he's accumulated this yeah. past summer. So this guy, like, it's not like he's young anymore. He's, like, I think he's 28. Like, this guy needs to just grow up. Like, we were kind of talking about it just before we started recording. Marsha in the past two years has really toned it down from what he used to be. So he's <laughs> kind of grown up. He's He knows how good he is as a player. He got 100 points last year. He's well on his way to getting 100 this year. And he just kind of took that stuff out of the game for him. And it helps the Boston Bruins become better. They went to the finals last year. They're mm-hmm. destroying the Atlantic division. <laughs> so Kane's got to just wake up and just start playing to his strengths and costing his team. Yeah, you're definitely not wrong about that. And then uh, on Tuesday night, there was another elbowing incident with Ryan Johansson on uh, Braden Point. I believe Braden Point's actually injured now. He's on the IR, I think. Uh, but Johansson also got fined. I think it was like $5,000 or something like yeah. that. That one I was okay with because Johansson, I don't think he meant to elbow point, but he did mean to kind of box him out and win the battle uh, in the corner and get the puck. Yeah. But his elbow did end up coming up, and he did knock point right in the face. Yeah, let's just uh, say uh, Gordy Howe would be very proud of these boys. And then we had Joe Thornton on, I think it was Thursday, Thursday night, um, on Peter yeah, Mrazic. He uh, <laughs> slashed Peter Mrazic. And then Mrazic chopped his stick at Thornton, missed him. And then Mrazic went into the corner and it was kind of like squaring up with Joe Thornton. And then Thornton just one punched him square in the jaw. Mrazic just dropped to the floor. Uh, and then you could see Joe Thornton on Twitter. I tweeted out uh, Joe Thornton. You could see in his facial expression right after he knocked Mrazic out. You could see that Thornton knew he fucked up. So I, I found that pretty funny. And then the next day at the Hurricanes pregame skate, or morning, I don't think they had a game actually yesterday, but at their skate in the morning, the, the day after, they had a, a body outline for Peter Mrazek in the corner. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was funny. The Hurricanes, man, they, uh, they, they got a, market, a lot of man. jokes. Yeah. You know what? It's good for marketing, though, I think, because it gets fans – Especially in Carolina, like I don't think hockey's that popular in Carolina at all. Football's big there, I'm sure, uh, even baseball. But yeah. for hockey, like I think it's good for to win um, their fans to get them out to the games. So storm I like what surge doing did it there. last year. Like, look what that did. Man, that storm yeah. surge this week with the conga line, I the did not like line. that. Oh, they could have. Oh. 
they could have affected that like so much better than they did. Yeah, it could have been so much better, but they just like skated around like a bunch of chickens with like their head cut off. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the and then we funny. had one more. Sorry, the Canes are funny. Yeah, they're, they're a good. Funny. They're a good team to watch. I think. Uh, then we had another incident uh, where Zadarov flu-footed Kotkaniemi uh, in the corner. This one was. I don't know if Zadarov meant to slew foot Kotkaniemi. It's tough to say. It was a slew foot, though, but I don't know what you guys think about that. Joe, you're probably heated about that. Yeah, Joe, yeah. can you go last on this one? Yeah, okay. Joe, I'll talk first because I know something's going to come out. Uh, maybe a sneak peek of the Rage Monster again. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a suspension for me. I think that was the worst outcome out of all three of these because. Kakanemi lands in the IR with a concussion. Same kind of play last year as we saw Mike Matheson did to Pedersen, which is ridiculous. And I feel like at least one or two games would have been appropriate, but nothing came out. Claude Julian even came out at the end of the game saying that should have been suspension. I agree with him. Like, we don't need that in our game. We don't need the young stars being injured once again. Who knows how long Kakanemi's out. He hasn't been good this year. I know that. But again, when you have a guy slew-footing players like Zadorov, Way bigger than Kakanami, weighs way more than Kakanami. I, I just think that the suspension is due. But uh, Joe, we'll go to you. So let's establish that Zadorov is a joke of a player, first of all. <laughs> and he's a dirty player. And he's done this so many damn times, and he barely gets anything for it. The guy could probably barely speak any English, unfortunately. And. Uh, I don't know how this isn't a fine. I'm, I'm not even mad that it's not a suspension. It's not even a fine. This guy has a history of just clocking players and just doing this type of stuff to players. Like, slew footing is so dangerous in the league, especially if you're like 240 pounds and you're throwing down a, a teenager. I know he was finishing his check, but, like, why yeah, do you... That's the thing. Why? I don't know if yeah. he was trying to slew foot him. I don't think he was, but I would be okay with a suspension. But he did it regardless. It doesn't matter if he intended he did it. That's right. like saying someone getting hit from behind. Sometimes you just give them a shove, a little shove, going to get the puck, and they fly yeah. into the boards. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. I compare it to the Kerfoot, where it's like it obviously wasn't intentional, but like yeah. it deserves a suspension for how serious it was. Yeah, and no, that's a good point. So, And then Kakenyemi has a concussion now, and hmm. he, he has had a terrible year. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. But this does not help his cause for the season. Yeah, I don't know how long he's out for, but it's just such a stupid thing from the league because they have no clue what the hell they're doing in player safety, mm. and they just need to get it together um, and just start like getting a precedent for this type of stuff because right. players are going to get hurt, and it's yeah. the league's fault for that. Yep. And the past few weeks, they haven't had a good reputation in the league for off-ice purposes as well. We'll get into that later. Horrible. But. Yeah, um, I guess we're talking about the Habs, so uh, jo- Joe, you got, you got to announce the great news that happened this week. I mean, they lost eight straight, so we recorded uh, last Saturday. They lost versus Philadelphia in overtime, and they just crumbled against Boston the next night. So they lost eight straight, which is one of their worst streaks in franchise history, And but they eventually won versus the Islanders 4-2. They lost versus Colorado because some no-name stood on his head and made 40 saves, of course. Pavel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pavel. The guy's going to be the Hall of Famer with that performance. 
But then they won last night versus the Rangers. So if you really want to look at it, they've won two of the last three this week. And then Price specifically has won both of those games. He's only allowed three goals total in those two games. So yep. yeah, if hoping... there's a silver lining for how bad that streak was, they're, I don't know. I wouldn't say they're out of it because they're not. But <laughs> No one is. No, no one is. Like They're not out of that streak, I would say, unless they go on a winning streak. Yeah. But the crazy thing about that is that they wake up this morning second in the Atlantic Division. Yep. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> the Atlantic is so talented, and, like, everyone but Boston is playing like shit. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. even know what's going They're on. They're the worst division right now in the league. Yeah. Well, and it you know what? Be like that. <laughs> the Pacific is borderline, too, but I'd say Atlantic right now is looking like the worst um, With division in the league. Yeah, yeah they Everyone's had super high expectations. What's that, Joe? Everyone's not performing except for Boston. Like, I would say Boston, Tampa, and Toronto were like cup contenders out of the division, and only one of them is proving that to be the case. Hmm. Right, well, since we're talking about the Atlantic division, I guess let's talk about Matt Stajan. He retired this this uh, week Um he got drafted by the Leafs back in 2002, 57th overall. Played 14 seasons in the league. Majority of his career was played with the Calgary Flames. Yep. Uh, man, he was my favorite player growing up. He's still, till the day he retired, he was my favorite player. Uh, he's a player that was loved in the locker room. I know that for sure. Yep. And people loved him. Like, fans always loved him everywhere he went. He was just one of those guys that everyone kind of liked. So, uh, he, uh, he had... 147 goals and 264 assists in over a thousand NHL games. So that's a milestone. Yeah, and you have a close connection a little bit with him too, <laughs> no? Yeah, I do. I have tons of stage stories. Actually, he took me to the dressing room when I was a kid. Um, I know we have ties through with him through the Slovenian community, kind of. Uh, I know our, our grandparents were good friends. Anyways, he took me into the dressing room back when he was with the Leafs. I met guys like Kyle Wellwood, uh, Brendan <laughs> Bell. Leafs legends. Carlo yeah, Coliacovo. A couple times, actually, Carlo Coliacovo. Yes, Carlo. But I, I remember, what's that? I said, yes, Carlo. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Carlo now. Um, but I remember when I met Kyle Wellwood, it was in the hallway, like right before you walk into the Leafs dressing room. And that night, my dad had bought me a Mars bar, I remember. And I had it in my pocket. And I had my hand in my pocket. So I had chocolate, melted chocolate all over my hand. And he reaches out to shake my hand. I take my chocolatey hand out and I shake his hand. He goes, oh, like you were eating like good treats tonight, right? I'm like, yep, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> so I shook his hand with a melted chocolate all over my hand. That was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, like staging, I, I was a huge fan of him growing up. So sad to see him go, but I'm sure he'll... He's one of those guys, I think, that'll keep doing things for the league probably after his career yeah. is over now. Yeah, I believe Calgary's offered him a, like a job in the management staff, so that'd be pretty yeah. cool to see Stajan. Uh, remember he came to our school? That was a big moment. I think we were in like, yeah. like, great Actually, that was something. That was uh, Stajan came with someone else, I remember. Yeah, I forgot who the other guy was. I don't remember who I, it was. I want to say Wellwood, but I don't know. No, it wasn't Wellwood. It was someone else from yeah. the GTA, though, or something, or like Ontario, I think. It might have been Koliako. No. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. That was Brendan Bell, cool. maybe? I don't know. I remember, though, going on stage, there was, like, two of us. 
two people from the entire elementary school got picked to ask. I think you and Kaz. Both players. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It was Kaz. And then we both went up on stage. We asked um, whoever the other player was in stage and questions. And one of my questions was like completely random. Like, do you read sports magazines? It was, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was also. <laughs> Good memories then with stage. And... Yeah. Very nice player. Very nice guy. So congrats on retiring. Yeah. So how about some more Leafs news that happened the other night? Yeah. I was in attendance for the Colorado Avalanche game when they came to Scotiabank Arena. And Andreas Janssen, I I clearly saw this. He obviously blocked a shot and is injured on the IR right now. I watched the, the shot and everyone in the crowd was cheering that he blocked the shot. And apparently it's come out he's broken his ankle, which obviously it takes a very long time to heal. So he won't be back for a couple months. He skated on his broken ankle, supposedly, for another like 20 seconds, which is unbelievable. So that's why I didn't think he was injured that badly. Then he didn't come up for the third period. And I got the notification on my phone. He won't return. He sustained an ankle injury. Uh, X-rays are going to be shown tomorrow. And then the day after, he obviously broke his ankle. So... It didn't look bad when I saw it, but the outcome is just bad. And it's even worse because he's on my fantasy team. So that doesn't help either. It doesn't help the Leafs right now who are in a bit of a rut again. Uh, they can't really score. I think they have three, four, three goals in four games, which is not going to cut it for the amount of talent on this team. But another injury in this lineup, their Leafs are just going to have to pull through it. And their cap situation gets a bit better now because they called up three guys. So... That helps, but you want Janssen in the lineup because he's a, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, um, he was probably playing on that ankle. It was probably it must have been like adrenaline or something. Oh, it had to be because he yeah. skated for another twenty seconds. So. Yeah, it had to be adrenaline. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, for like the Leafs, like yeah, they had to call up guys because like they're going on a road trip now. Mm-hmm. So I think because their cap is so tight, they have like. 20 out of 23 players on their roster yeah so they had to they put them on ir and then they just called three guys up because the cap allowed it and they're going on the road so if anyone gets if anyone else gets hurt then like you have bodies to play so yeah so we'll see what happens i think no chicago a few weeks ago they are right against the cap and everyone was healthy and then someone went down with an injury and they had to play 11 forward 6d one game they Mm -hmm. (laughs) which kind of sucks yeah all right, let's. Uh, why don't we just hop into our awards now? Well, there no, we, we got we got other new. Oh, oh, don't we? You want to do that one now? Which one, the Canada World Junior thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we might as well before we get into the awards. All right. Uh, Canada announced their World Junior Team Selection Camp roster. Uh, and they had a lot of star players. Thomas, you want to name them off? I know you're a big. Juniors fans, though. Yeah, Lafreniere, Byfield, Byram, Perfetti. When you have those guys on your roster, you can't go wrong. They're playing in Czech Republic this year for the tournament, and I think I think the expectations are very high for Team Canada with the lineup they can produce right now. Yep. Oof, like uh, potentially three guys in the top three of the draft, which is incredible. I think expectation is to go to the finals at least minimum. Oh, I think they're going to win the tournament. To be honest, I don't the think. Only What's that? The only thing they don't have going for them is goaltending, which is, has been a problem for years because Carter Hart was probably the one of the best goalies of the decade to yeah. play for Team Canada net. And Fukali was all right, but he had good teams in front of him. And again, I 
couldn't name you the goalies off by heart because I just don't, they don't have a name that rings out to me. But yeah, I think this team should go to the finals with ease, but their group is hard. Yeah, they're going to be so fun to watch. I'm thinking Carter Hart. We were just talking. But I think Carter Hart might be, he'll probably be one of the top three goalies in the NHL in the next decade for sure. He's very good, very talented. He's probably the last um, highly skilled goalie that the world or the Team Canada World Junior Team would have had. Yep, that's for sure. Agree. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know the Americans, though, they won't have very high expectations like Canada. Uh, I honestly, I was kind of going through possible rosters. I don't think they announced their actual camp roster yet, but I was looking at some of the players that they could potentially ask to come out to camp, and I only recognize like two to three names on that list, so I don't think they're going to have very high expectations there. Yeah, well, I mean, they got their chance last year. They blew it with like a minute left. Capo Caco scored, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Finland was victorious, gold medal winners, and they won the freaking world championship, so that helps too. Yeah. World Juniors are going to come quick now too, eh? We've got like... Yeah, we got a lot to talk about over the break. If two we're and a half available. weeks, yeah, and yeah, we could we could dedicate a whole episode. Oh to yeah, I, I'd be probably. down, especially like midway through the tournament, kind of like recapping who's on, who's doing good, who's yeah. not doing good. Yeah, we could do that. All right. Yeah, we could do that for sure. Uh, okay, now let's move on to awards. The awards. Yep. Section. Let's go right on. All right, TV, start us off. Yeah, we're starting off with the hard hat. As always, uh, my winner and recipient this week is Flagger's boy in fantasy, Tristan Iari. Uh, this guy has been lights out all season, 7-4-0 this year, uh, 1.82 goals against average, 9-4-3 save percentage. Uh, with the Leafs trying to acquire a backup goalie, I think that door has shut. That ship, that ship has sailed with Tristan Iari because the value on him is going to be pretty high now. Past week, he's had two wins, and both of those wins were shutouts and 61 saves in both of those games. Man, this guy has looked good. He's been better than Matt Murray this season. I think maybe, I don't, it's a stretch, but I think Yari's the starter from now on in the next couple weeks, next couple months, because with the stats he's showing and the past games he's showing, he might even play tonight on a back-to-back. That's how good he's been. So, yeah, Tristan Yari's my recipient for the Hard Hat Award this week. Yeah, I'd be riding the hot hand if I were uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you will. Uh, so I'm going to steer things around here. I'm going to go – I'm going to take Jack Eichel, who I feel like he's a guy that has been tearing up his mm-hmm. season so far this year, but we haven't really talked about him too much on this podcast, if at all, really. Currently, he's on an 11-game point streak. In those 11 games, he has 10 goals and 10 assists for 20 points. And a plus 13 rating. He's averaging over 21 minutes per game in those last 11 games. In his last three games since we last talked, he had two goals and three assists and a 60.3 faceoff winning percentage. The Sabres, however, are only 3-5-2 in their last 10 games. Eichel yeah. is leading his team right now in goals, assists, power plays, <laughs> points, and shots, which I know it's not really a stat that people care about too much. Uh, he's also leading the Sabres forwards in time on ice per game right now and plus minus. So that's another big stat as well. We <laughs> he's all know literally that I like my plus minus. He's carrying that team. He's he really is. putting the back his team on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have watched him at all this year, but he every time he's on the ice, he he runs the shit. Oh yeah. He's that good. 
great player to watch. He's he's winning my heart hat, Jack Eichel. Yeah, Eichel's so good. Like his his skating and his sh- like shooting is just so smooth. Like his edges, like he's not the fastest player, but like when he's, he's he has, like, yeah, when he's doing his edge work, it's just it's it's nice to watch. <laughs> I was gonna say like for a guy of his size, like he's just over six feet. He's over two hundred pounds. He he does like he skates very well. His balance yeah, like, is unbelievable. Like a, he gets compared to like a like a. What's that animal? Like a Giselle. Would you say? Yeah. Would yeah. you say like Yarmir Yager almost? Kind of like like Yager was faster. slow, but <laughs> no. he's faster for sure. But like, kind of the way he skates to me, he reminds me of Yager, but faster. I think the person that reminds me of Yager today is Rantanen. Yeah. Six four, big body, nice hands, pretty. Quick, well, he's young. Well, Yager was quick in it when he was younger, obviously. <laughs> yeah, went back <laughs> not, back up. Not when he was forty-five. No. Um, but yeah, that would be like my Yager comparable. Mika yeah, Rantan. I guess that's a good good comparison. He uses his body a lot too. So. Yeah, and he's like big, six-four. Yeah. Yeah. So my hard hat winner, this guy already has the Norris locked up. <laughs> he basically locked it up in October, but he's making it a statement that it's his in December, and it's John Carlson. He's on a historic pace i i read his stat yesterday he has the third most points through the first 30 games of the season since bobby Orr. pretty good company in the 70s so john carlson's just on another level offensively this year and he's eating a ton of minutes for washington as well uh this past week he had three goals four assists in the last four games so seven points and only one power play assist so he's getting it done on the power play and five on five as well Yep. And I think he has 11 or 12 goals this year already as a demon, which is crazy. And his career high is 15. So he's going to blow that number out of the water this year. Hmm. And he's currently on pace for 115 points. So well, As a defenseman, too. As a defenseman, yeah. As a defenseman. Insane. And when he signed that extension with Washington, I knew it was a great deal. Eight years for $8 million because he is their workhorse. And it seems like... He's gotten better. The first two years of this contract, he's gotten better in terms of putting up more points. Yeah. Like It's great to see. I really like watching him play because he's so good. And he can throw the body around a little bit too. He's a he's a big guy too. Yeah. He's huge, man. Yeah, he's yeah. like 6'3", I think, 6'4". Yeah. He's around there. And he can move too. And people say For like, sure. he's just, uh, people say like, he just gets, um, what is it? I don't know. What's that word? Anyways, he just... Yeah, because he just passed. Everyone says, "Oh, he just passed the Ovechkin and just goes in at one time," or he passed the Guznets off That's and he gets fed in the slot. But it's not that true. He's not actually true. really good. But he like looks off the defense, so like yeah. he'll because he can rip it too. So if he looks like he's about to rip one, he'll just look off the defense and do do a no look pass to Ovi, yeah. and then it's a goal. That's so the like, thing as a defenseman, especially on the power play, like you're the quarterback. Of yeah, whoever's on the ice, like you're oh, starting yeah, the you're easy. starting the breakout, you're starting the play basically from your own end and building up the play into the offensive end. Like, and Jordan Carlson is a good quarterback. Yeah, well, really not like literally a quarterback, and, but you know what I mean. And did yeah. you say his career high is fifteen? Fifteen goals, yeah. It was 15 last goals. year. I would have never guessed that. I know, I right? Like, at least twenty. I know. <laughs> oh, God. It's crazy. He's going to shatter that this year. I know. Yeah, he will. Holy. Crazy. All right, let's go to the opposite award <laughs> that we like to present. 
It's a golden plunger. There's some stuff in that toilet, so let's hear that flush. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff clogging that toilet. Um, I'll start off. It's a spicy, it's a big one. Mark Jankowski this year. Zero points in 27 games played this season. Let's go. I, I didn't notice this. I, I didn't even know. I was just looking at the plus minus, and he's a minus 13 of the season. And this award is just being for the whole year. I know it's given to the week, but like the whole year, you have 27 games played and zero points. Like that's, he's a former first uh, round pick for the Flames back in, I think, 2013 or 2012, somewhere around there. And he's been decent in the faceoff circle with a 50% uh, winning percentage, but like, man, zero points to help your Calgary Flames team who hasn't been very good this season. That's just unacceptable. He's looked slow. He's looked lost everywhere in the lineup wherever he's played because his coach tries to play him in a situation where he can. Hasn't worked out. Uh, I texted one of my buddies who was a, a Flames fan. Didn't get a response yet. It's probably working. But I said, Mark Jankowski has been blank this season. So fill in the blank. You guys can do it for me. I know we don't watch Mark Jankowski a whole lot because why the hell would you watch Mark Jankowski? <laughs> but if you were to fill in that blank, what's the word that's filling in that blank? A ghost. He's been an AHL player. Great. He's been <laughs> a ghost. You don't even see him when he's out there. Like, you don't even notice him when you're watching him play. Yeah, he's he's been atrocious this year. He's really got to step it up or he won't be in the NHL next year. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's bad to say, but you might be right, to be honest. Uh, I am going to hand my plunger to a defenseman who is a member of the San Jose Sharks. It is not Eric Carlson, because Eric Carlson's actually been doing decent the last few mm -hmm. games. It's going to Brent Burns, who's been pointless in his last six games. Literally the only stats he's put up in those six games are seven shots on goal, one hit, and seven blocked shots, which freaking sucks. That's not, yeah. not even good. Not no, at all. Not acceptable for Brent no. Burns. And the amount of money that he's making... Not acceptable at all. So I'm hoping he can turn things around. I like watching Brent Burns play. He's one of my favorite yep. defensemen in the league. So I'd like to see him turn things around. So I hope he can use that plunger and flush that door. Um, do you think maybe that Burns is maybe slowing down a bit now? He's 34 years I've, old. I don't yeah, know. I think so. Like He's had last few seasons, he's been playing very well. He could have peaked. Know. Mm hmm uh, yeah, no, I I could definitely see him. Yeah, he was of, putting up like the, absurd on the downhill now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's definitely last on the year he had he had sixty seven points last year in eighty two games. Uh, yeah, that could he have been 67? his peak to be honest. Yeah, he had sixty seven or sorry, eighty three, sixty seven yeah, assists, eighty three <laughs> points, not point per game. <laughs> yeah, over a no, that per was, game. <laughs> that was his career high though, eighty three. Yeah. Points in 82 games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the book's closed on Brent Burns yet. Just give him some time. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like he like exploded after he turned 30. Like it was like three, yeah. four years in a row. He was putting up these monster numbers. And everyone's like, where was this? Like in his 20s? Like <laughs> right. Uh, anyways, after he would have turned. After he would have turned 30, he had 76, 67 points, 83, and then yeah. Yeah. I think so. that could have been his peak. We'll see, though. Yeah, we'll see. 
And uh, for my plunger, I'm going to pick another defenseman. This one on the Toronto Maple Leafs, the number one defenseman, is Morgan Riley. I did not notice this, but he hasn't scored a goal since October 25th against mm-hmm. San Jose. Um, That's uh, ironic. That Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty good segue there. Um, but last year he had 20 goals, 72 points. I know he had obviously a monster year, but you guys were probably a realist and knew he was going to regress a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, he still has 20 points and I believe 30 games, which is solid, but he had a good October to kind of put a lot of points in the bank and he only has three assists in the last 10 games and he's minus six this past week, which I know that's Flager's favorite stat and he's the number one D on the team. Um, they haven't scored much recently and he hasn't been putting up the points like he did last year. So he's my uh, my golden plunger this week, but he hasn't had a strong season. And I know his D partner is horrible, to say the least. <laughs> he's, he's very borderline an AHL defenseman. But uh, yeah, so I'm, Morgan Riley's my golden plunger. But I also want to give an honorable mention. This is for the season. And another recommendation from one of our listeners, my boy Christian Rodriguez, find <laughs> this out. And uh, Louis Erickson has one point on the season in 17 games, and it's one goal, and he got it this past week, I believe. And he is getting paid a healthy $6 million a season to get, like, basically, like, one point. So, just another Whoa. person to add to that. The as worst bad as free he, agent class ever in 2016. As bad as his points suggest, he's only a minus three on the season, which isn't terrible. That's not bad. At this point, I'd rather him be minus 20 with 10 points. That's, that's <laughs> bold, Joe. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> that means you're losing games more. Well, not necessarily, but... Yeah, whatever. Louis Erickson, the guy's been horrible since the second he arrived in Vancouver. Scored yeah, on his own net in the first game. Literally the second he's been in Vancouver. And, um, no, I just want to kind of rebound back to your, uh, both your plungers. Uh, both guys are kind of you know, top defenseman in the NHL and John Carlson is obviously going to run away with the Norris trophy and you picked him, Joe, and you guys picked two defensemen who are not doing good so far. And both of them were in the Norris conversation last year. So I don't know what happened this year, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Morgan Riley, obviously not nominated last year. Mark Giordano, we could also, we can even put him here too, but because he won the Norris and he dec- he's decreasing a lot this year. But again, these defensemen haven't been so solid lately because of last year they were, so in the nervous conversation, how I don't know if they're gonna be this year, but yeah. We'll one see. thing, one thing I wanted to touch on actually, I forgot to mention it though. After you mentioned your plunger, Thomas, when you were talking about Mark Jankowski, the Flames actually they've slowly turned things around a little bit. They've won four of their last five right now. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Flyers, Sabers, Sens, and Sabers again. They lost the Penguins three two in a close game, but slowly I think we're gonna see the Flames rebound back here. And they could. I think they have to. Well, they, they definitely have to for sure. But they have too much talent on that team. That's I don't know. You can't waste it. Yeah, that's Ed, that's for sure. Number thirteen needs to get going horribly. Yeah, he got my plunger last week. So yeah, he finally yeah. scored after ten games. But he needs to just start taking games over. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's let's move on because I think I feel like we've been on this segment for a while now. Let's move on to the funniest segment. Joe, what you say? Hit it, Jason. What you say? 
nice little segue there by uh, AJ Flags himself. Um, I guess I'll start off again. My uh, what you say of the week is Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers. He's given us some really, really good sound bites this year. Uh, just take a listen on what he had to say about Tyler Myers of the Vancouver Canucks. Leaf eater! Leaf eater! He looks like a giraffe. It's a good quote, but I think mine's a little bit better. Chris Chelios was on Spinning Chicklets earlier this week. I think it was on Sunday. They released that episode. Uh, and he was talking about Mike Babcock a little bit. There's a little bit of what a backstory here. So Mike Babcock, when the Detroit Red Wings were heading to Chicago to play in the Winter Classic, I think it was at Wrigley Field, mm-hmm. Chris Chelios is from Chicago, which is it's his hometown, obviously. And Mike Babcock decided to bench Chris Chelios in that game. Uh, and the Red Wings upper management at the time were kind of like, what the hell, Babcock? Like, Chris Chelios is a legend, a Red Wings legend, an NHL legend, and you're benching him yep. in the Winter Classic in his hometown? What are you doing? So they eventually convinced Babcock to dress Chelios to start in this game. Uh, so Babcock dressed seven defensemen and played Chris Chelios his very first shift of the game and benched him for the rest of the game. Did not play him at all after uh, that first shift. And Chris Chelios kind of figured that he wouldn't be playing that game. So about halfway through the first period, I think it was, listen to what he says. D for the first time ever, and first and last time, he suited up 7D, put Anders Lilly in the lineup, and played me opening shift, and then didn't play me another shift the rest of the game. That was his way of, uh, you know, showing Kenny and, you know, Jim Nell that he's not going to be told what to do um, again. And, you know, it's funny, I'm sitting there second period, my two sons were about 40 feet, you know, sitting on the boards, and they're looking at me going, what, what's going on? And I look at them, and I tip my glass, like, you know, my cup to get me a beer. So my two boys were handing me beers at the whole game, and then McCrimmon tried to get me to go out there in the last minute to kill a penalty. I said, not a chance. So... <laughs> You know, it was just stuff like that that was so unnecessary. On one side of the scale, this is very funny. But on the other side of the scale, it's pretty sickening that a player has to go through this. On the Winter Classic, January 1st of the new season, the new year, someone has to do this in front of his hometown and right beside his sons. Like, are you kidding me, Mike Babcock? Yep. Like, what... And the fact that the management has to go to Mike Babcock and say, can you play this player is embarrassing. Because, like, you signed him for that reason, and if your coach isn't going to deliver, you have to force your own coach to play a player that the coach doesn't want to play. Just speaks to how much of a loser this guy is. What on earth is this guy thinking? It's a loser. I know we said we were done talking about him last week, but he just somehow appears to make it on this episode once again oh my god it's like a weekly appearance of other players just roasting him and i'm all for it so i have to say though that that episode of spin chicklets i would go listen to it because chris chelios is it was really good yeah yeah i believe it was like 50 minute interview yeah man it was long it was long they just had jvr on this week i think so that was also interesting as well yeah well and um keith yandel's yeah, anyways, I'm going to stop talking about Let's talk about, <laughs> talk about Joe, his what-you-say quote of the week. 
All right, so Patrick Sharp was in Toronto the past couple of days doing a promotion. I don't, I don't know what it was for, but he was asked to do a promotion in Toronto. So he was kind of doing the media rounds a little bit because he is retired. He works for NBC as an analyst. And he was on a, podca- a Toronto podcast called Jay and Dan. And they kind of asked him about some like Chicago stories that he had with some of his teammates. And he, he highlighted a specific one <laughs> regarding retired player... Brian Bickle. We could uh, <laughs> we could tell the story when he fell asleep on the bench and he, and he woke up, literally woke up and saw his two line mates on the ice killing a penalty. Let me finish the story. So he jumps the bench, goes into the play, and checks the guy on the other team. And the ref puts his hand up for too many men. While he was sleeping, they were killing a penalty. So it was too many men on the ice. We could tell that story. It was, I was dying when I heard it. Like, how, how can you do that during a game? Well, clearly he wasn't motivated. Clearly. No. <laughs> the guy Cade. And if he were playing on today's Chicago Blackhawks? If he was playing on today's Blackhawks, he would be just in the dressing room, just sleeping constantly. Imagine Brian Bickle on a Mike Babcock team when he's Cade on the bench. Uh, honestly, Babcock would play him 25 a game. Yeah. <laughs> He would never KO on a Babcock team because he'd be constantly on the ice. Yeah, uh, yeah. We didn't even we didn't even freaking talk about the other stuff that Mike Babcock said. But I think I don't, I don't want to talk about it personally because it's just annoying now. Yeah, I don't want to well, bring about it up. It. Bring it up now. You start mentioning it. Just I say guess. it. I don't want to make a comment. About okay, it. so that's the what you say segment. We'll talk about Mike Babcock again. Uh, Franz and news comes out like that's just uncalled for and i think something else came up i can't i can't remember uh just pile it on who just pile it on <laughs> yeah no, there no, was no. there was another incident about a coach kicking i think it was sean avery maybe oh yeah, yeah that was mark crawford was yeah. mark crawford yeah mark yeah. crawford that's it yeah yeah okay so he what did he do specifically he i don't, I don't think remember he, yeah you know what i don't he, even know specific details but i think it was just one of those incidences where, like, the coach thought he was motivating. I think I think it was Sean Avery. Yeah, it was Sean Avery. Yeah, it was Sean Avery. Um, I think Mark Crawford thought he was motivating Sean Avery at the time by, like, kicking him on the bench. Mm. Like, I don't think he, like, wound up, like, meant to hurt no, him. No, no. Like, he just, like, kicked him a little bit. Yep. Uh, told him to wake up kind of thing. And Yeah, and now that's just going the wrong way, which, I mean – it's abuse, like, don't get me wrong. Like, well, yeah, it yes, should be yeah. talked about, but I know, actually talking about spin chicklets again, I, I know we were talking about that a little bit before now, they were talking about, um, I think it was Ryan Whitney and Paul Biznasty, they were talking about some of the guys that they played in the league with, and they were talking to them about Mark Crawford, and they loved playing for Mark Crawford. He yeah, thought he was a great coach, coach and said, yeah. yeah, like, there were times where, like, he'd do some questionable things, but it brought the best out of them, so... Right. Not, even, I'm not shaming Mark Crawford, but I'm also, in that situation, I'm not saying that that was right at the time, yeah. but... Yeah, that was the other incident, though. Uh, anyways, back to our topic here of Mike Babcock. Uh, Babcock made Johan Franzen break down, basically, in, in the dressing room after a game. Yeah, I, I don't know if was also there's... during the Chelios interview. Yeah, that was brought up as well. And yeah, Chelios was asked if any of the, the vets in the room, like Nicholas Lidstrom would have been there at the time, 
obviously yep. Chelios was there at the time. He was asked if and any of the vets did anything at the time to like kind of stick up and say something. And uh, Chelios mentioned that the vets in the room weren't that type of people to to uh, what's the word like or what's Intervene. the saying? Like, like yeah, like twist them. twist tires kind of thing. Like yeah, he didn't want to get on. None of the vets wanted to get on Babcock's bad side, so they never did anything about it. Which is sickening again. Like it's uh, terrible. And I'm pretty sure Franzen was asked about it recently about that situation. He couldn't even speak about it. Like he was he confirmed it. Yeah, he did, but he was like Yeah, the Swedish news or something like that, yeah. He couldn't like he couldn't speak in the interview. Yeah, I think the I think he mentioned that he's like he's one of the worst he's probably the worst human being I've ever met. That's saying something. Yeah, yeah man. Like I said, just keep piling it on this guy, man. Because, like, stuff gets out after people retire. And imagine if this stuff came out when uh, Mike Babcock was in the process of leaving Detroit. He would have never been hired by the Leafs. Never. The only thing I don't like is that Shanahan played for Babcock. He knew how he coached. He knew how he was. Yet he still hired him regardless, which arguably makes it worse. Because you're bringing in this guy who has this history, and you want him to coach your franchise players. Hmm. entering the leagues. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's very telling. Man, he basically like, didn't care about what he did in the past. Huh. Oh, man. That's just a subject that just... That's... I don't know. He's not going to job anytime man. soon. It keeps spiraling out of control. Now, one thing I want to ask you guys is when will it get to a point that maybe the coaches will start saying something about players? Hmm. Uh, that's a good point. I never actually thought of that. Uh, I do want to start off by saying I think that coaching in the league has changed for sure. For There's sure, a yeah. lot more players coaches than hard-nosed coaches in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it last week. Uh, there's coaches in the league that um, they were hard-nosed and they kind of adjusted to become players coaches. Uh, so mm-hmm. I want to mention that before we, we talk about that topic. But um, I don't know. I think... Shortly, probably, coaches could get fed up and just be like, yeah, you know, like this this player did this, this player was doing this when we were playing like years ago. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really For thought sure. of it. Yeah. That happens, though. We'll, we'll see stories come out. We'll see stories develop. But, man, I, I just don't want to talk about Mike Babcock anymore because the stuff he does is very controversial. And if I'm Team Canada, I'm not hiring him on my staff to coach that national team, whether it's in the World Cup or Olympics ever again. Because with all the drama surrounding him, I, I don't want that guy as the face of the head coaching staff for that team that is so prestigious and so great. So whether it's someone else, Barry Trotz, Claude Julien, someone else, John Cooper, please coach that team. Because like, I don't want controversial players to be picked either. So yeah, Mike Babcock, I think he's in the past right now. He's in the rear view window. So we'll uh, Joe, back to your question. I was just thinking about it for a sec. I think coaches could come out, out and mention incidents with players and hazing. I think that was a big thing back in the day yeah, in the NHL. That's kind of what we I could start thinking. hearing stories about that, like shortly, probably. Like I know, I I don't think hazing is a big thing in the NHL anymore. Maybe like in junior hockey, it definitely is, not to like an extreme extent. Um, but I think we could hear stories about that come out. Coaches bring stories up. Oh, hazing mm-hmm. or even just future. like pr- 
like personal stories like say like if a player did like drugs or something that right. came like high to a game or like yeah. just stuff like that like you never know like yeah. these, like say like if Mark Crawford gets fired and then like all these all these old school coaches start getting fired and since they have nothing to lose cuz their reputation is, is ruined almost they would mm-hmm. just kind of drag other players down that they didn't like or something like that i don't know who knows all right I think that's enough. We'll move to uh favorite segment, Battle of the Buds. We'll start off with a weird kind of uh, note that we have this week. <laughs> someone someone for the first time in Battle of the Buds history went only had two games picked and the rest had three. Uh, what, why is that? And I'll let that person talk right now. Okay, so the way I picked my games last week, I was on daily faceoffs. Um, right. And so I was looking at the weekly team schedules mm-hmm. so the weeks that are shown are posted from uh like monday through to saturday and i guess yeah. i kind of forgot about that and I, I mentioned that i picked the predator new jersey devils which is tonight <laughs> saturday december <laughs> the 7th uh so i kind of i kind of messed up on on that part but uh so yeah that's my bad so i went to know this week at least <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do is though we're gonna i mean if you guys are okay with it we're gonna yeah, okay. um just kind of hold that game and save it for next week and we'll review it next week once we know the outcome of it okay if that's okay with you so i'll next week this week i only had two games picked next week i'll have four instead of three if that's okay with All you right. guys yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. All right, so let's recap our, our um, records, I guess. I went 2-0, I just mentioned. Thomas, you went 1-2. Yeah. The Leafs week. against the Sabres were your only your only victory. Yeah. Uh, and, man, right you, you had a rough week because you picked against some not-so-great teams, and they, they ended up beating the great teams that you picked, like the Oilers against the Lightning against the Wild. And then Joe, you went two and one. You had a good week. Yeah. Islanders beat the Red Wings. Capitals beat the Shark. Bruins lost to the Blackhawks on the fifth. That was actually one of my uh, eighty-two game challenge picks. Was the Blackhawks beating the Bruins, or, or sorry, the Bruins beating the Blackhawks, and that kind of screwed me over a little bit. I took a puck line in that game, uh, so I feel your loss on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so currently, I'm thirteen thirteen, Thomas. 15-12, and Joe, you're 15-12 as well. This will drastically change for me next week as I have four <laughs> games this week. So I'll start us off, I guess. Um, my first game is picked last week. The Predators beating the Devils tonight on December 7th. Um, and then heading to December 9th, I'm taking the Bruins beating the Senators. And then December 12th, I'm taking the Jets at Detroit Red Wings. Thomas, I noticed that you took the Jets beating the Red oh. Wings at home the yeah. uh, two days before. So they're yes. on a back-to-back there. And then December 13th is my last game of the week. I'm taking the Avs to beat the Devils. I'm picking against the Devils twice. Yeah, and then heading into my week, I'm taking the Jets over the Red Wings on December 10th, as Flager mentioned, but they're at home. I'm taking the Avalanche, who are host to the Flyers on December 11th. And I'm taking the Ducks, who are host of the Kings, on December 12th. So I'm just going to keep adding to the Red Wings' misery because they're an AHL team. 
Uh, I have the Penguins beating the Red Wings tonight. Even though the Penguins aren't a back-to-back, I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have the Flames at the Avalanche on December 10th. I have the Avalanche winning at home. And then uh, on December 11th, the next night, Bruins visit the Capitals. I have the Capitals winning at home. So in our minds, we're predicting the Avalanche to go 3-0 and this week. Because we all yes. picked the Avalanche yeah. at some point in our picks, and they also and the Red Wings three to games go in four nights. <laughs> we're also betting against the Red Wings to go zero and three this week as well. Yeah, that's not really much of a take though. They have seven four, wins actually. in thirty games. Oh, yeah, boy. you know what? It could happen. It probably will. We'll see. Well, again, one of us is getting screwed possibly with the Avalanche pick. So, yeah. One of us, a hundred percent, and I guarantee one of the Red Wings will be screwed as well. Oh my! Yeah, God. I think so too. To be honest, with the Jets, I feel like I, I think might so. Get I think tonight. it could happen. I it's very, we'll it's very difficult to beat a team twice the same week in the NHL. That's all yeah. I'll say. So I won't be surprised, Thomas, if one of us loses. We will see for sure. So are we gonna run through our picks again? No, no, we do that all the time. It's just a waste of time. Okay. How about okay? Does anyone want to introduce this new segment? Okay. I Brand can do spanky it. new. All right. So last week Joe went on a little bit of a raid. Our listeners loved it. It got very good feedback. Uh, and Joe is. We're introducing a new segment, kind of, where Joe is gonna. Well, you're not gonna go on a rant, but you're gonna come up with a, a hot take kind of not necessarily a hot take but an in, an interesting take and ask Thomas and I our opinions on it and then you'll you'll go off it afterwards so what is it this week Joe oh we forgot to me- I forgot to mention actually this is going to be called Joe spicy meatballs <laughs> kind of a random name it was Joe's idea so blame him for that yeah it was a good idea though blame the guy all right Joe what do you have for us this week Okay, so the take that I have, I'm not sure if I'm going to go on a rant about it, but the take I have, if you look at their careers on December 9th, 2019, it's, it's going to be, it's a, it's a take. So I think it's going to be, if you look at these two American players, both play, both are centers in the NHL, who would you rather have on your team? Given injury history, consistency, and ability to make their teams better jack eichel or austin matthews i i had a feeling it was going to be i knew eichel was going to be involved in the question but i didn't expect matthews that's tough thomas do you want to go first also looking at their contract eichel signed for eight years at 10 million and matthew signed five years at 11.6 spicy meatball yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to pick against Matthews, but I might have to. Be yeah, you threw, you threw a lot of spice into this one. Um, oh God, I get, I just, you know, I, I'll, I'll just go with Matthews. I think this guy is just getting better, and it's tough because Eichel can do everything. He can shoot, he can pass, he can. So can Matthews, but Matthews is only on a five-year deal, correct? Yeah, yeah, but like. The thing about Matthews, I don't know. He's streaky, Matthews. He's very inconsistent, and he's not very good in defensive zone. 
Eichel's kind of the same, but Eichel you would notice more in the game because I think he is the best player on that Buffalo Sabres team. When Matthews is surrounded by Tavares and Marner, I think he gets overshadowed when he goes on a streak like this, like he is right now. Uh, he's very cold, but when this guy's on his on his on his hot streak, I think he's unstoppable. And yeah, I think I would just go all with Austin Matthews just for, I guess, familiarity. I'm not too familiar with Jack Eichel. I don't watch him every day. But I see the highlights and I see the game sometimes and he is the best player on the Buffalo Sabres and he's the most dominant player on that team. He literally carries the team on his back. But I, I'm just going to go with Austin Matthews for the familiarity. So I know I, I just said that I think I might have to go against Austin Matthews. Matthews but um, I think I'm going to go with Thomas. I'm going to take Austin Matthews as well. <laughs> like Thomas said though, he's very streaky, which that's the only reason why I wouldn't take Matthews. But I think Matthews down the road is going to be more dominant than Jack Eichel. I know Jack Eichel's been tearing it up, and we talked like I was talking about him earlier. He won my hard hat this week. But I was looking at uh, plus-minus stats very quickly, and Jack Eichel has never had a positive season in his career other than this season so far. That's a big factor for me, so I'm gonna go with Austin Matthews. I think. <laughs> wow, wow. He's played on terrible Buffalo Sabres teams. Yeah, that's that's the thing, but. I, I don't know. I, I I say Austin Matthews just because I think he has way more potential right now. I think Jack Eichel has hit his potential this season. If that makes That's sense. Fair. That that is tough because they're the same age, but yeah. No, they're your part. Spicy meatball. Yeah. Matthews okay. was a '97 baby. Eichel was a '96, but they were drafted the same year. Or sorry, no, they were drafted a year. Yeah, they're a year apart. They were drafted. Yeah. A year. Yeah, that's a spicy one. Uh, yeah, I'll take Matthews, but yeah. Hopefully the meatball gets spicier and spicier and spicier every week because I'm, I'm down for these hot takes. Yeah, well, Joe, what's your take? Good. Never My got take it. on it? Matthews, when he's on his game, is unstoppable. Um, but he shows it way... He doesn't show it too often enough. That's my prob big problem with him. And it's been the same since he's entered the league. Like, he hasn't ever found consistency. And he's paid, like... He's, I think, the third highest paid player in the league behind Panarin and McDavid. But yeah. then some nights, he's not even, like, the third best player on his team on some nights. That's my problem with him. Like, he has probably the best shot in the league. And I love his... Curl and drag shot. He hasn't been using it too often this year, but I don't know. Eichel, because he's locked in long term, he's basically gonna. I feel like he might be a saber for life. Um, he he's so electric when he's on too, kind of yeah. like Matthews. I Matthews is more of a goal scoring center. Eichel could do both. He could score and pass. Matthews can pass too, but he hasn't shown like amazing assist totals or like. You know what I mean? He's more yeah. of a goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like he's not—he's not one of those players that he's not a playmaker. Like he doesn't need the puck on his stick in order to put up points. Is what you're saying? Eichel, yeah, he's though, more of an opportunistic player. Eichel does everything. Yeah, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know. This is a tough one, but I'm, I might take Eichel for now because even last year he had like over 80 points. I know Buffalo didn't make the playoffs, and like they—they've been bad since he's been there but like he's more consistent that's the only difference i would yeah. say between the two yeah let's say yeah both players are good it's not even stupid yeah that's why so it's good yeah that's uh 
that's the new segment that we have now going forward. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. It's it's gonna blindside Thomas because we have no idea what Joe's gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, it's not written in our notes, so I kind of just think of it and then I'll present it. Even if it doesn't make for like they're not talking, it's more just to generate discussion. Yep, sounds good. And uh, I guess when this segment comes, we know it's the ending of our episode. Yep. Last words. We have tons of content, especially this week. We've been just pumping out articles nonstop. We got, I think, like three or four out this morning alone. There's another yeah. one going to be coming out probably later today. Maybe a few tomorrow, especially for football bets. So just check us out because we've just been pumping content this past, this week especially. So just check out the breakdown. Our site has improved speed and I know like there have been some bugs kind of with it. It's a lot better now. So it's a lot more smooth for you to view on your phone. I don't know about Flagger's phone. I think it's broken. Yeah, man. Every time I go work. Every time I go on our website for some reason on my phone only, it just buggy. I don't know why. It's only my phone though. It's good that it's not any of our followers' phones. Yeah. And it's only mine, I guess, but yeah. Um, right, that's my last Joe, one. we also came out with an article this week. You and I, we collaborated. Yes, we did. Top five players came out. of the month of November. Exactly. So check that out. Uh, there's a few players on there that are not surprising. Like They're kind of expected to be on that list. But there's a goalie on there that kind of didn't get talked about too much this month. So yeah. check that out to find out who that's it is. That's it for you? That's all I got. Like, I don't really have much to say this. Oh, actually, you know what? No, that's all I'll say for now. Next week, I might have something else. But. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so just keep checking us out. We released a promo. I was told not to call it a commercial. I was told to call it a promotion for our podcast. It's out. It's uh, it's pretty damn good. 30 seconds long, so go check that out. Keep listening to N10 every week. And every week at the end of the episode, I will say the exact same thing as always. Points, goal scores and the wins leader in the National Hockey League. Points leaders, Leon Dreisaitl, 53. Goal scorers, still 25 in the league with David Pasternak. And the win leaders is Braden Holpe with 15 on the season. That uh, pretty much wraps it up for episode number 10 of N10 in season two. And we will be back next Saturday. We'll chat then.